Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Football Friday to all in our NFL universe. Wow, it's Football Friday. It's also the, Week 16. Yeah. And I, can you believe it? Christmas is uh, Monday. Yeah, it's fabulous. It's a great holiday, man. I'm looking forward to it. And there's so much good football around the whole thing. Welcome. He's Brian Baldinger, the great Baldy. I'm Anthony Gargano, Kobe Cuz. And uh, we are the All City All NFL Podcast. You can check us out every day. Hit that subscribe button. We come right into your inbox, right on YouTube. You can check it out. We always have a blast. All things NFL. We got Professor Baldy. Uh, he'll be on the road as he is every weekend. Mm-hmm. So you get to go to Atlanta. I'm going to Atlanta. Um, you know, and Indy's playing, and Indy's a hot team. Yes. And they're a well coached team by Shane Steichen. And uh, I got to tell you, one Eagles sure miss Shane Steichen. There's no doubt. There's no question about it. Um, but, you know, think about it. Like, he took Gardner Minshew with him. You know, all the running backs got hurt. Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss. They pull up Tyler Goodson off the practice squad last week. Had a big role. They're playing a rookie right tackle, a second-year left tackle, a rookie slot receiver, Josh Downs, a backup quarterback. Like, you just go on and on and on. And here they are. Like, they're in the hunt. And they're playing good football. And I'm looking forward to it. I good friends with Kenny Moore and Quentin Nelson and some of the guys there. But I'm looking forward to talking to Shane down the field before the game and just kind of get the feel for some of the things he's had to go through this year and, you know, some of the things that were unforeseen. But, like, it's a, it's a credit. And then Atlanta, look, if you put— how, how does he, Real quick, how does he maintain that level of offense having lost a lot? Like, he, Pittman was hurt for a bit. Like, he's been – he's got a lot of They put stars. this kid in last week, T.J. Montgomery, in place of, you know, Pierce and, and Pittman, who got hurt and didn't dress. And he goes out there and he catches a touchdown pass. Like, he actually drops a touchdown pass, and they come back to him, and he makes two big catches. And you just go, something is empowering these kids, that I belong, that I can do this. I'm ready for prime time. That's coaching, though. Yes. Getting these kids mentally right, the focus. You've been on the practice squad. Sometimes kids are on practice squad. Like, it's just, like, are they really a part of it, not a part of it? But it's it's up to the coach to make them feel like they're contributors to the whole program, whether they're playing, dressing, traveling, whatever. And I just get the feeling that Shane 
is empowering these kids. Like, you're a part of this success. Right. And it's really been just remarkable. Even Anthony Richardson, before he got hurt, I mean, he was playing—he played very well. He did, and I thought he was a project. Like, I—we all did. We all—I mean, you saw his athleticism, undeniable, when he's at Florida— I mean, I just am shocked, right? Like that he came in and he was successful, man. Yeah. Like he looked good. Yeah, he looked like he belonged, and you know the the throws that were just way off uh, center uh, that we saw at Florida in his twelve games, especially the last six games that he played there. Like you didn't see that. You didn't see like just the the wild high throws. Like he was whatever they've done to his mechanics, like. And I think they did some work with him. Like, he really listened and he followed through. So, I, I do have a question um, in regards, because here we do the show at NFL Films in uh, Mount Laurel, New Jersey. And we're in the shadows of Philadelphia. And here, Nick Sirianni is getting, he's under fire. Um, he stood up for his offense coordinator yesterday, talked about how Brian Jay was his offense and that, Brian Johnson just called the plays, but any blame should be on him. How much does he miss Steichen? Seriously, like when you look at what he's done, like this, this is a guy that knows how to build offenses. How much? Does he well, miss I Shane? think I think you know Nick is like basically taking the brunt, going, "This is my offense. If you have a problem, come with me. That's right. fine." But you know, Shane and and Nick worked together for a long time in Indianapolis. They had a good working relationship. Um, I think they all contributed with the ideas. You know, I mean, Shane was the play caller, but, you know, honestly, I think that the biggest thing was you had like a hierarchy. You had Nick. Okay, it's his offense. Here's Shane. Here's your play caller. Here's your play designer. And here's Brian Johnson, who's dealing almost directly, you know, with with Jalen Hurts. And I thought, you know, I think Jalen listens, but I think Shane just said, this is your offense too, Jalen. Yeah. Like, yes, we're designing this and we're calling the plays, but this is your offense. Yeah. Like, make it your like. And I don't know that Jalen, and I don't know this. Like, I'm not talking to Jalen on any basis, but you know, I kind of feel like maybe Jalen needs more freedom to just see things that he likes and he can call it. And, and I'm not saying he doesn't, but I felt like with Shane. Like, if he blew off a call, like, there was a reason why he blew off it, and they trusted him that that was the right thing to do. That's a good point. And it, it really just kind of flowed. All right. Uh, Indianapolis, really alive, sitting there at uh, in the south, 8-6. Mm -hmm. and six. In south, there's a log jam, right? Jacksonville, 8-6. and six. Colts, 8-6. and six. Texans, 8-6. and six. Yep. And uh, meanwhile, Atlanta, still alive yep. because the south – you have two teams at seven and seven, Tampa and the Saints, and uh, the Falcons are six and eight, and it's the return of Taylor Heineke, yeah, at quarterback for the second time. Yes. Well, you know, last week uh, Desmond Ritter threw a, just a horrendous interception against the Carolina Panthers, an interception that really you just can't throw when Drake London is wide open, and you know they would have probably won the game, and they'd be right there with uh, with the Saints and the Bucks, and so. Literally, you can't lie to your team. You can't say, well, Desmond's doing a good job, or Desmond's my guy, or we're riding De – you can't do that when Drake London is wide open and the offense line is blocking. And be – like, it, you just you, – you have to say, that's not good enough. Like, we, we can't live with this. We, we're not going to get – we're not going to get to where we want to get to with these kind of mistakes. 
And the fact is, is that, you know, neither one of them to me are starters. I like Taylor better than I do Desmond because I've seen him ball out in big games. And he, he's going to make good plays for him. He might also give it up a little bit. But I know that – I know his uh, mental toughness and sort of his competitive fire. Like, I think they're just let's, – let's give this to him. Yeah. But, but either way, like, the, the offense never became – has never become this year – Something outside of the couple of Sundays where they ran the ball really good, where you go, boy, there's really good design here. Like, we're getting the ball to Kyle Pitts and Drake London. I, I just don't see – I just don't understand the offense at this point 15 weeks into it. Yeah, yeah. I, now, I, that's something that it's – to me, it's a mystery. It's a shame because, like you said, they're defense. Well, they've been picking the top of the draft yeah, yeah. year after year. And, you know, Drake London was the fifth pick, first wide receiver. Yeah. Kyle Pitts supposed to change the game. Bijan. I mean, these are three top ten picks. I beat the lower saying Bijan doesn't get the ball. A lot. No, he doesn't. He just like, like why? Yeah, I know. So why would you why would you draft him where you drafted him and not give him the Because rock? I think they're just just line him up at tailback. He's a running back. You know, if you have a play here where he's on the field, Tyler Algiers on the field, fine. But like just put him at tailback. Right, because I look at Algiers and go, all right, like Bijan is, is No, but like if, you know, we're just you know, like I like tonight, like last night, you know, we saw Kyron Williams. You know, I just think Kyron Williams is the running back in the Rams. They're not trying to make him right. some chess piece. Right. Like, just line him up and just let him – every running back wants carries. Yeah. Every running back needs carries. James Cook. Like, just let him be James Cook and give it to him 20 times. and say, Or, you know, any of these guys, Aaron Jones. Yeah. Like, give it to him 20 times, and they'll figure out over the course of the game. Because there's always a dance between the back and the offensive line. Yeah. And how the rhythm that you need to develop. Where, where are guards going to go on this combo block? You, If you don't give your running back those kind of touches, then he's never going to find a rhythm. Yeah. All right, listen, I'm, you're spot on. All right, let's start, though, with the Saturday games, the appetizer of the mm -hmm. weekend. Two Saturday games. So here you go. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, the Steelers suddenly limping. The, uh, it's a great game, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm – I'm looking because the Steelers at home, the fans are, are upset. Who would have thought the Steeler offense would be better under Matt Canada? Yeah. Well, the quarterback situation is a mess. I mean, obviously, Kenny Pickett gets hurt, but he wasn't playing great. No. And then you look at Mitch Trubisky, and it, it was a disaster. And so they're going to Mason Rudolph. I think we all know what Mason Rudolph is. He's been in the league a long time. We know he came out of the Big 12 in Oklahoma State. But, like, you're, at, you're telling Mason Rudolph, Get us to the playoffs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Okay. 
All right, because it's more than that. I mean, the I defense actually think their offense will work a little bit better. It might. Only because Trubisky was so dreadful. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to get the ball to the open receiver. So you got to be able to di- diagnose these defenses. And he struggles with that. He always has. Yeah. And you can say, well, he's athletic. Well, if your quarterback is just running to run yeah. and hopefully somebody opens up, that's not a good offense. Yeah. No. No, you're right on. Jake Browning, see if the magic uh, continues. We're looking forward to Well, his second game. half last week. Was against a good defense. Against a good defense. I mean, that's like Minnesota. Was, yeah, he was twenty to twenty-seven for two hundred and thirty-something yards and two touchdowns in the second half and overtime. Yeah, like he heated up. He really, and you know, for a lot of it in the second half without Jamar Chase, like he, like I, you know, maybe TJ and Cam Hayward, maybe they just ruin him and and get to him early in the game and maybe he gives him a few, but. I have a feeling that uh, you know he'll he'll play well. It's just a question of can Pittsburgh, if if Pittsburgh can score twenty three points, I think they can win this game. I just don't know that they can score twenty three. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. It's Cincinnati's been vulnerable against the run. I yeah. think you know Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. I think they could have good games. Yeah, but you you can't hide your quarterback. He's going to have to make throws on third down, red zone. You're going to have to. Your quarterback's got to step up, yeah. and he, he's got to be aggressive without turning the ball over. All right, uh, the Saturday night game, we see the Bills again mm-hmm. uh, against the Chargers without their head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, a complete mess Yes, without Justin Herbert. Um, uh, there, there's no way. I mean, it's what it is, right? I mean, this is where you go to James I want to see just what— I want to see Cook run it again 25 times. He might get it 25. I just want to see the fire with the Chargers. Like, I don't expect them to win this game. And, you know, look, Easton Stick wasn't good in his first start. Yeah. But I, I just want to see what kind of fire the Chargers have. If the interim coaches, you know, get this team playing at a higher level, if they tackle better, if they get the running game going better, if they protect their quarterback better, I just want to see the fight in the Chargers. Yeah, I, I do. I'm curious to see now with their coach gone, with Brandon Staley out. And they all supported Brandon Staley, yeah. at least publicly. You know, but, but I mean, but now it's a pride thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, let's just see what the makeup of these guys are because I played on a one of fifteen team, and I played with guys that didn't have pride, and they would quit, and the wheels did fall off every week, and it was hard, and you know, a lot of it was just the preparation. They didn't put the preparation in when we started losing a lot of games, and they were out the door early on Fridays, wow. and they weren't coming in early on Saturday, and so like, what's the you can you can judge the effort. When we will, Jalen say commitment, commitment. And Let's then we ask about with that many. With I don't have a dictionary. <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell I'll, I'll tell the world. Commitment begins, uh, you know, Wednesday through Saturday, and what kind of time you're putting into it. Yep. And clearly, the Chargers have not been committed. Uh, let's go to Sunday, Christmas Eve. The games are rich. The games are plentiful. Browns, Texans. Great game, great matchup. Nine and five Cleveland and eight and six Houston. We don't know if CJ Stroud's playing yet. We don't know. Uh, we don't I know if he Case was Keenum. trending that way, but I don't know. I mean, so I, I, I don't want to predict here on Friday yeah. if, if Case Keenum is going to go, if CJ can't go. I don't know if Nico Collins is going this week. He didn't go last week. I doubt Will Anderson will be up. He didn't play last week with a high ankle sprain. That's the medical report. But regardless, the, the Houston Texans are just a team. Like, 
they just have they just play the game the right way. They 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 play it hard. They're well coached. They stop the run. They Derrick Henry had 16 carries for nine yards last week. Um, Jalen Petrie, Denzel Perriman, Malik Collins, Sheldon Rankins. You just go through the list of the guys. And this Jonathan Greenard, yeah, is a force at right defensive end. I, I like the way the Texans are playing, and I know Joe Flacco is playing well. These backup tackles did not play well last week. Joe got hurt, hit a lot. Um, he threw a bunch of interceptions that he, you know, he didn't like to throw. I don't know that this Texans team is going to break down the way the Bears did in the final minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm anxious to see that. This but the, but the Browns' game. defense is legit. Like, yeah, they they might be the best defense in football. So I think that the Texans are going to have a very hard time, especially if C.J. Stroud doesn't go. Like they're going to have a very hard time moving the ball against this Browns' defense. Well, the game we cannot wait for: Detroit, Minnesota, uh, Lions ten and four, Vikings seven and seven. We saw Detroit take apart Denver. On last Saturday night, and uh, again, they're in a dome. When you're back in a dome, so this will be a good test, though, because it's a really good Minnesota defense, like we're saying. I'm curious because Detroit has been up and down this year. I expect them to be actually pretty good again. Well, Minnesota is a great pressure team, and the way that you beat pressure is by running right at it, and that's what the Lions do best. Yeah. They have a very good offensive line. They got two great backs in Montgomery and Gibbs, and I expect them to come out and run it. Um, it's a there's a game within the game is the two tight ends Hawkinson for Minnesota and Laporta for Detroit. It's interesting. Man, they Sam's traded Hawkinson. Player, they gave Hawkinson away last year, and everybody thought, "What are you doing?" He's become their leading receiver, and then they draft Laporta, and Laporta looks like he's the next coming of Travis Kelsey at this point. Like he is a big time player. Um, I know Minnesota's defense has played great. I don't know what we're going to get from Nick Mullins. You know, Detroit's defense is not a shutdown defense. They've got great wide receivers and a tight end. Nick Mullins has to make this thing go. Like I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about what they're going to get in the passing game from Nick Mullins. Yeah, they're going to need him because I do think that Detroit will have success running the football. Uh, all right, I got a couple other questions for you from Sunday before we get into the later games. Green Bay, mm-hmm. well, what's what's up with the Packers? They fall, their defense is falling apart. Yeah, like why? They were playing great for about six straight weeks in a row. And now, like, they're not getting the takeaways. Um, they're not stopping the run. Like, they've been vulnerable in some of these games right now. That's that. And then they miss Christian Watson a, a ton they in the do, past. But they have good receivers. They, they do. Have, like, Jay, I mean, I know who Jaden Reed is. But Watson is the red zone guy. Yeah, he's their gives deep, you space. He gives you – he's their deep ball guy. And they, they seem to not be quite as good – in the passing game, without him. Yeah. But, I, you know, it's just weird. It was a weird game. They, the defense, you said, they couldn't stop Tampa at all. I mean, Baker was Baker, perfect. Well, he had perfect quarterback rating. And they ran the ball against him. Yeah. And so, I mean, Mike Evans had another great game. And Godwin, like, they got the ball to all his wide receivers. All right. So, the other late game is, is a really good one. Jacksonville, 8-8. Eight and eight, Or 8-6, eight eight six. Six, excuse me. Tampa Bay, 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, we just got done talking about Tampa and Baker. I think Baker could have another good – the way that Jacksonville defense has been kind of leaking. Well, quietly, the, this Bucks offensive line, um, it, they've basically been the same five guys every week. Aaron Stinney went in at left guard, and so, but he started the uh, Super Bowl game for him at right guard. 
Um, but him and Tristan Worf on the left side is getting really good. And all these guys are, are stepping up right now. They're playing much better. The two young tight ends, Kate Otten right now, Coquith, like they're playing, they're playing good football. They're running the ball. Rashad White is having a good season. Uh, the last month he's been excellent. Um, I like the way the Bucks are playing all the way around. I think their offense right now is clicking at the right time. What's wrong with the Jacksonville offense? I mean, you know, they, that offense has been sputtering. Obviously, well, they went against the best defensive football last week. Agree, but obviously they missed Christian Kirk. They do miss Christian Kirk. Uh, they're, they're man down right there. They have not run the ball well. They haven't run. Travis Etienne has not run the ball well. They're not getting much out of the run game right now. And it's basically, okay, can Trevor drop back and carve you up? Yeah, yeah. And, and even tra- Trevor hasn't been great. No. You know, he just hasn't been. Uh, the game of the day on Christmas Eve day once again involves the Cowboys. Yes, yes it does. It, this is a great game. Uh, everybody, I don't know about you guys, Christmas Eve, a special at my house. Uh, 10-4 Dallas, 10-4 Miami. Uh, let the fireworks begin. So, you know, Dallas is, you know, both teams have struggled to beat good teams. So one of them is going to come out victorious. I think it was a good decision by Mike McDaniel last week to sit Tyreek Hill. He'd been going in and out of the games for five straight weeks with a bad ankle, bad leg, and maybe he's gotten stronger. He makes a difference. They're the number one running football team in the league with Raheem Mostert and Devon uh, H. and it's a great combination. It's funny, like they're a big outside zone running team. And Dallas is one of the worst at defending the outside zone. They yeah. saw it last week against Buffalo. The reason why it doesn't get exposed a lot of weeks is because the offense has been so good and so prolific. So a couple of things. One, last week Miami played without Xavier Howard. And so Jalen Ramsey against the Jets, he shadowed Garrett Wilson everywhere he went. And just knowing Jalen, like he would love to do that to, to C.D. Lamb. Now, C.D. is a – is the elite player. I don't know that Jalen could just do it by himself. I know he can't. But it would be interesting to see if they do that, especially if Howard doesn't play. If he plays, I think they'll play left corner, right corner. But I think it comes down to can Miami's running game, which is the best in the league, at least rushing yards this year, um, can it do a little bit like what Buffalo did to Dallas's defense last week? Because Dallas plays this dime defense once they lost Leighton Van Der Esch and they played Marquise Bell, number 14, down the yeah, box, yeah. and they play um, Damone Clark, and they're just undersized. And Buffalo just pounded them, and they blocked blocked those linebackers, and they, they ran for 260 yards. And Miami could do the same thing. So I just want to see if Dallas adjust at that, and if they play a different style of defense. So here, here's the other question, too, is, all right, we know Miami is prolific, but the Dallas offense, which has been prolific all season long, we shut down by in Buffalo. Well, they didn't get the ball a lot. I mean, you know, Dak threw for 120 yards. Uh, Buffalo controlled the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, they, they just never really got into a flow. And then, you know, they lost Zach Martin at right guard. And so that kind of doesn't make them as strong up front. But, you know, honestly, Buffalo just said, you know, they play their safeties deep. We're not getting the ball over the top. Um, you're going to have to throw it underneath. And they weren't very good at throwing it like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious against Miami, do they come back? I, I what, what do you think of the Miami defense? Because sometimes I, I think I, I get excited by them. 
And well, look, I mean, look, you, you lose Jalen Phillips. Yeah. You lose Jerome Baker. Yeah. Javon Holland is the best free safety in football, hasn't played the last month. Yeah. They lose Xavier Howard last week. Yeah. But I will say this, they've got good depth. I mean, Andrew Van Ginkle, um, you know, Manny uh, Agba uh, is a suitable replacement for Phillips. Uh, Duke Riley is a suitable replacement, uh, you know, for Jerome Baker. Uh, Cater Kohu is a suitable replacement for Xavier Howard. They've got replacements that are suit, like to have played and have experience. So it's not like they just are playing nobodies in there. They're playing guys that have played. So I think there's still a very good defense. What they, when they're at their best, just like when Dallas is at their best, they're taking the ball away. And they, they forced a lot of turnovers against the Jets last week. Well, this is a great game. Dallas needs the game. They both need the game. This is a really Well, Miami interesting... can basically sew up the AFC East yeah. with this win. They still have a tough schedule. Uh, they still got to play Baltimore. They still got to play Buffalo. But like this is the t- the meat of Miami's schedule right now, and so in Dallas, their schedule still is tough. You know, it's, and they got the NFC East lay there, sitting there waiting for them. They do. So I mean, who wants it more? All those kind of things. Uh, and somebody's got to win the game. And Dallas, like Dallas, you know, when they beat Philly, they beat a good team, and you go, okay, that monster that they can't beat a team with a winning record went away. But now it's like they're three and four on the road. They've lost to Arizona. They lost to Philly. You know, they lost to Buffalo on the road. And, yes, at home they've been perfect. But, like, can they beat a good team on the road? Like, don't you got to answer these questions. That's what the season is. Like, you got questions. Can you answer the questions? So, uh, the last game of the day is Christmas Eve night. That is New England and Denver. Uh, In know. Denver. Now, Denver, obviously, it's 7-7, seven and seven, needs the game. Patriots got smashed last week by Kansas City. Just outclassed. I, Denver coming off the loss uh, last week at Denver where they get smashed. By Detroit. You know, I think this is I your, think Denver bounces back. I mean, remember I remember Sean Payton freaked out. Yeah, he did. He did. And, uh, you know, whatever it was about, you know, he said it was between him and Russell. And it, we haven't found out. You know, they fumbled down. The, you know, they had an offsides down the goal line, didn't score. Sean Payton freaks out. He's maniacal about red zone offense. And when you're down the one-yard line you don't score, he freaks out. Yeah, He's going to take it out on somebody. He, he, yeah. He's done it to coaches. Like, I've seen Sean Payton freak out at coaches. Uh, his own – like, that's just – he comes from Parcells school. He coaches the coaches, and he yells at the players. Uh, he's hard on them. And so, you know, they, that game – they didn't – first game in six or seven weeks, they didn't take the ball away against Detroit, didn't force a turnover. Um, I think watching Bailey Zappi throw that third-quarter interception last week, like, I would think – like, that might change this week. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. All right, coming up, we go to Christmas Day. We have Christmas Day football. So, Monday, triple header. We'll talk about that next. But first. All right, Factor Meal Kits. Remember this name. Look, this bustling holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel you on jam-packed days, Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you eat well for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. All right, chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You're going to save time. You'll stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while you tackle all your holiday to-dos, like my man, busy life, rolling around, Make it convenient. Yes. And look, cross meal prepping off your list this holiday season with Factor. Skip the meal planning. 
grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, cleaning up. Get Factors fresh, never frozen meals delivered to your door. They're ready in just two minutes. All you got to do is eat and then enjoy it. All right. Treat yourself. High quality, delicious meals over the holidays. Choose from 35 plus chef crafted meals every week that support a healthy, a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, right? So it's calorie smart or vegan or veggie or protein plus for the Thank meat you. over here and uh, more wholesome options. Looking for calorie conscious options over the holidays that don't skip on flavor. You know, we like our flavor. Try delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with or around less than 550 calories per serving. Or maybe you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and help you feel the best on the holidays. Holidays, try Protein Plus meals, 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Factor isn't just for dinner. Count on extra, uh, extra convenience any time of the day with an assortment of 55-plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose from quick breakfast items, lunch to go, grab-and-go snacks. Thank you. Ready-to-kid-drink, cold-pressed juices, mm -hmm. shakes, smoothies. That's all the big guy here. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. We offset 100% of our all of our delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for our production sites and offices. This December, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in two minutes. No prep, no mess. All right, do yourself a favor. Head to factormeals.com slash allNFL50. That's Factor. Meals.com slash all A L L NFL 50. All right. Use the code all NFL 50. You ready? 50% off. You can't beat that. 50% off your order. Are you kidding me? That's code all NFL 50. That's a holiday bargain, right? My yes. God. Factormeals.com slash all NFL 50, and you get the 50% off. That's a big deal. All right. You also is a big deal. The, the Christmas Day games. Monday. Yeah, absolutely. Now, after everybody unwraps the gifts, yeah, church service, whatever you do to kind of honor your day, um, you get to sit back. And when the kids start bothering you, you can sit in your easy boy chair and sit back and watch some of these games. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be doing that. We got a great one. We start off with uh, Raiders and Chiefs. Mm -hmm. And uh, look, you know, Raiders are playing better. Chiefs. Come back to life last week and win it in New England. Where's Kansas City at health-wise in your mind? Uh, I thought Racy Rice really stepped up last week. Having Jet McKinnon back, uh, you know, really helped. And so I thought the offense kind of turned it up, um, you know, in the second half of that game. And then defensively, you know, Spags, is, they're fully healthy. Yeah. Seeing Nick Bolton back in there at middle linebacker. Like the speed that they play with, what they do with their corners, like they can play any style. And I just think, this Raiders offense is going to struggle against them. Yeah, I do too. I can see Kansas City rolling. The uh, interesting battle in the NFC East, Dateline, Philadelphia. Yes. Cutlets down. <laughs> All right. People know their cutlets in Philadelphia. Well, guess what? Tommy, Tommy DeVito and the Giants – now, they came down to earth last week, mm -hmm. but they get an Eagles team having lost three straight and that are kind of reeling, man. There's a lot of, like, bad stuff happening that's coming out of there. Well, they need to um, they need to, to dispense with that. 
and they need to take this team apart. Yeah. The way the Saints did last week. Now, whether they can do that or not, we don't know. But there's a lot of spotlight on this entire the, the Giants, if they if they stay in this game, like that's the story. But if the Eagles can't clean this mess up that we saw on Monday night where they can't stop a team at the end of the game, um, where offensively they look like they're stuck in the mud and there's this lack of creativity and all this stuff that's come out. Matt Patricia second-guessing himself on the final drive, should have done this. Like, nobody wants to hear that. They just need to go out and play 60 minutes to their ability. And if they do that, they should take care of business. But if they don't, then the story just keeps, I mean, it just keeps growing. Yeah, yeah, well... I got to believe, look, they, they should get well over the next three weeks. The Giants, Arizona, and then the Giants again. And to your point, man, I think you're spot on. It's going to be interesting to see how the Eagles play in this game. Mm-hmm. Now, they should take them apart. Like, they, this should not be a game. It should be a cupcake. It yeah. should be. But it, it doesn't mean it's going to be. Because yeah. I, I think the Giants will bounce back. They, they never got going last week. The offensive line was just awful against blitz pickup and stunts. Uh, I expect them to get that clean up because they they had played well for a couple weeks in a row, and and Devito played well uh, last week. It all fell apart in the, in the Astrodome in the Mercedes Benz Dome in New Orleans. But I, I have a feeling like they could bounce back and be competitive. The Eagles have to basically say we 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 are the Titans of the NFC East. We want to repeat here for the first time in however many years, and they got to. Like, put their foot down and just say the Giants. And, and really, the quicker they can dispose of the Giants, the better the, everybody will feel. Yes. But this thing lingers, and it's a oh, one-score game into no. the fourth quarter, and you're like, are they might as well be snowballs at Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. It might as well, like, because look, this is going to be a Christmas Day crowd, all right? Your patients are going to be thin. Very thin. So they're going to want to see a Christmas party. Like, they're going to want to see, yes. you know. They want a celebration. Christmas they want a celebration, no doubt. Uh, but if, if they don't, if they come out and they're three and out and they're sloppy and, you know, there goes Jalen Hyatt, you know, over the top for a touchdown. I mean, this place is going to be raining booze. Yeah, yeah. That, that, and then forget about it. Then the season could be over. As much as I think they have plenty of time to get it right, you got three winnable games. You can feel good about yourself. You well, got to make sure just, this week is the beginning of it. I mean, enough of this whole talk about the gauntlet. The gauntlet, man. They had the gauntlet to yeah. go. Like, look, everybody's got a schedule. Like, sometimes it's tough early. Sometimes it's hard late. Like, just treat these teams like you're better than them. Well, they, they take care of they business. didn't have a gauntlet last year. No, not not never. And so you can't compare this year to last year because schedule is completely different. All right. And then finally, Christmas night. Once you're all done eating, what do you prefer on Christmas Day? Uh, ham, turkey. Yeah, I, 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 I like the ham, turkey, the, the, you know, the, the real good meat. But if you want to throw a roast on there for oh, yeah. Christmas, Christmas oh, yeah. roast, yeah, I'm good with that. I love a roast. Yeah. Christmas roast? I just like that. You know when you, 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 you cut it yeah. and it just falls off? Yeah, it's, man. Like there's no, like there's no, you don't have to use any elbow. Yeah. Like it just, just cuts. Yeah, I, I like, like that. that. Yeah, it's with the serrated knife. And yeah, still. give me a little gravy with that roast. Yeah, I'm good. Man, I'm down with that. I can go for that. Uh, all right. Baltimore and San Francisco. This is the game of the weekend. And, it's uh, the game of the year. It really is. I yeah. mean, it, you know. Yeah, two 11-3 teams in week 16 
Who would have ever thought Christmas night you're sitting down to watch the two best teams in football? And they they have proven that they're the two best. I think San Francisco is a better team right now. I just think the way they're clicking, the way that they execute. Uh, uh, you know, Baltimore hasn't seen a Christian McCaffrey. Uh, they've shut down good runners, but no, they haven't seen McCaffrey. And they haven't seen a quarterback that is almost mistake-free. Now, you know, people always want to talk about the MVP and all that stuff. It's a little early to me. But if Brock Purdy goes out and balls out and takes care of the football and they win, like, you might want to just give him the award. Conversely, what if Lamar blows up? No oh, doubt. Lamar! I said this week that in a league full of stars, to me, Lamar is the biggest star just because of what he can do with the football in his hand. Yeah. And the plays that he can make, what he did to Jacksonville on Sunday night. Like, he might be the biggest star. And it might be just the stage Lamar needs yeah. to just all that stuff in San Francisco, you know, McCaffrey, Purdy, Debo. And Lamar goes out there and the, the, the Ravens win and he plays great. I mean, maybe people will start to, like, just genuflect a little bit. When, uh, what, what does the tape say about this game? Like what? Like what? What matchup are you really looking forward to? Well, I want to see, I want to see Brock Purdy in yeah. this passing attack against the Ravens' number one defense. Their matchup zones, um, you know how they take receivers away and pressure you together. I want to see Brock Purdy handle a defense that's like since like Cleveland's a very good defense, but you know that it's man coverage and you got to beat that. Baltimore doesn't play that style. But they lead the league in sacks with 50. They pressure you in different ways. They've got speed at linebacker with Roquan and Patrick Queen that can cover things up. Um, this is a very complete and well – it's just a well uh, – the, the, the defense just plays very well together. And it's not easy to see what they're doing. You don't know sometimes till a snap. So I want to see if they get Brock Purdy to make some mistakes. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I, I, think, I think I like San Francisco. I do too. Yeah. I just yeah. think 49ers yeah. just look more complete and locked yeah. in. Yeah. Be good, though. I and mean, you never know. Because Lamar can play Superman. Yeah. All right. Uh, listen, we want to wish you guys a very Merry Christmas, a happy, happy holiday season. All right. We'll be back next week doing all of our stuff. But real quick, I got to ask you, because it, it is Christmas. Yeah. What, what was your favorite, like, football-related Christmas present, probably. Like, I can tell you, I had probably had a, it was a football that I got. It was an Eagles uniform that I got. I had to be eight with shoulder pads, and I remember this thing. It was uh, Tony Toes, and it was a plastic guy. You hit his head, and he kicked the field goal, and you would have the the yardage. Do you remember that one? Well, I remember the electric football game. Oh, I got one of those. Greatest. I got one of those on, on Christmas. Andrew's going electric football. Yeah. Not mad in electric football. I tell you, the, so my father went to the United States Naval Academy. He was an All-American at Navy. And the first autograph I ever got was my dad on Christmas, and it was Roger Staubach. Wow. An autographed Roger Staubach picture. And I think I, like, I was probably 10 or 11 when I got that autograph. And... Um, I remember, you know, we, we didn't, you know, me and my brother had bunk beds. We didn't have a big room, whatever. But I put that on the wall. And I had that Roger Staubach picture on my wall probably all the way until I went to college. That's awesome. Like, it just awesome. traveled with me, you know, wherever I was, New Jersey, Minnesota, New York, whatever different place we stopped. Like, I, Roger Staubach, 
travel with me to each new bedroom I had. You still have them? I still have the picture, yeah. It's in a, it's in a frame. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And, then, and, then, and then I got to meet Roger. And, and we got, you know, we ended up playing uh, Winter League basketball together and, you know, became good friends, you know, down in Dallas. So, you know, his son ended up going to Duke. That's fabulous. His son, Jeff, went to Duke and played <laughs> baseball. So, we, you know, we became, you know, had a good relationship with him. It is, uh, it is the special. We, we love it. Uh, everybody loves the holidays and uh, football is always a part. Like, we're looking forward to it. I'll just give you a quick snippet. My Christmas, well, we'll do our seven fishes yep. I told you about. Yep. Where I make, um, on Saturday, I'll go buy Italian tradition. Fish. I'll do the crabs and spaghetti. Mm-hmm. So the crabs will sit in the gravy, in the tomato gravy, mm-hmm. and they'll simmer all night into Christmas Eve on Sunday. We will, uh, and they were the great. I can it. smell it right now. Yeah, you'll have this. And, the, and then when I do the pasta with it, it's just, it's like this tomato and this sea. <laughs> it's like all coming incredible. together. Because the flavors, little tip, flavors in the shells. So um, I also make a lobster bisque. Okay. Same thing, the shell and the bisque and the cognac. And yep. It's just ridiculous. I do scallops. With uh, vanilla and rum. Take a picture of the spread. I will. And when, I got, when you I, got I, it all I, set up. I think I, I got to get you there one day. One time I got to get you over. Um, so I, I like to take pride. And then Sunday, we'll go over to my sister's. Mm-hmm. And we're looking forward to because our whole family will go and watch the Eagles and Giants. Oh, that's, that's great, man. I mean, that's just uh, Eagle tradition. Yeah. It doesn't matter that it happens to be Christmas. Goes back to Eagles and Cowboys and Jeff Garcia. <laughs> and Jeff Garcia saying, Merry Christmas, Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, he he, um, he came in for those last six weeks that year, got into the playoffs, and he played, like, I think he met his wife in Philadelphia, Carmen. I think, I think his whole life changed when he came to Philly. It was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it was good. Took over from McNabb that year. Yeah, it was great. Like, he felt the vibe right away like a lot of guys do when they come here. To yeah, football. yeah, it's pretty awesome. You'll be at football. You'll be in Atlanta. Yeah, I'll be All in right. Atlanta Christmas Eve and going yeah, down Florida. to my place in Florida. So we got a big setup down there. And you'll see family. I'll on see family. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Well, my brother. Merry Christmas, Merry family. Christmas. And Merry Christmas, guys. All right. Uh, happy holidays. Uh, and, well, you know, hug each other. Love each other and watch football like us. And we'll see you on Tuesday of next week to go over the big, uh, you know, New Christmas Year's weekend. Week. Yeah. And, we'll and talk look about ahead. It. Yeah. Yep. And bowls. Whole thing. All right. Thanks, everybody. We love you. Enjoy. Merry Christmas. Y'all silly like the mayor. 